I have to say, as I was preparing for this homily, the context of the scriptures kind of fits a little weird for us. Because we're still, as a church, celebrating the Easter season. And we hear in our gospel reading the preparation for the Holy Spirit, the advocate. But yet, as a church, we're not going to celebrate, we're not going to celebrate Pentecost Sunday for another two weeks. So it really kind of confuses everyone, and it really doesn't make sense in all of it. But I hope to bring some clarity and really some understanding for us to really begin to wrestle with the scriptures today. Because the context of the scriptures, especially the gospel reading today, does not reside after the resurrection. But it actually brought us back, following last week's reading, to Jesus' celebration of the Last Supper with his disciples. And so we hear today the promise of the Holy Spirit. And so why, does that, why is that very important for us, and how does that fit in with our Easter context as the universal church celebrating the sixth week of Easter, but yet the readings are putting us back to the Last Supper celebration? I think it's very subtle, but it's very rich in what it has called us to do. But we have to understand what has just happened. Jesus recognizing that he's about to leave his disciples. And he doesn't want to leave them. But to really understand why Jesus doesn't want to leave them, we have to go back through the Old Testament to really understand. The image I want us to focus on is how God has dwelt with his people and why does he want to remain with his people. So we know from our catechism studies that God created us to, to love, to serve him in this life and in the life to come. So that it is meant for us to be in relationship with him. But we know from the fall that relationship has been severed, that relationship has been strained, and for that reason we have turned ourselves farther and farther away from God. And through salvation history, God has tried to remain and dwell with his people. This word dwelling is an invitation for God, someone who is holy from on high, to remain in the midst of his people, to make himself known to his people, and to walk with them throughout the journey, throughout their daily struggles, throughout their challenges of life. God wants to remain with his people. So now coming back to our gospel reading, we come to the understanding now that Jesus, as he has to return back to the Father to prepare for us a dwelling place, he has to go through it and endure his passion and resurrection for the mission to be complete. But in doing so, he leaves his apostles by themselves. He leaves them without him. He leaves them without the presence of God dwelling within their midst. And as he recognizes that, we begin to hear him show us how he's going to dwell with us and how God is going to remain in our midst and be a part of our lives and walk with us every way till the end of time. He sends us the advocate, the paraclete, the counselor, 
So what is the goal of the advocate then? It is to make presence God's power in among his people. To point and show them what the truth is and where the truth relies. It is where he defends and protects his people. If we look back in the Old Testament, we come to see how God dwells with his people. He dwells with them in the Ark of the Covenant. The ark where his presence is made known among the people, where his people were going to be protected, guarded, and watched over, and how the people knew of his presence was a cloud covering the ark of the covenant. And so the Holy Spirit was going to outpour God's love for us, outpour and pour out his grace upon each of us, become the guidepost to everything that we do, so that we know and are walking in God's midst. We know how God is present in our lives, how he has journeyed with us every day and every moment. And for that reason, he loves us so much, he leaves the advocate to remain with us, to be there in our midst. But the challenge in the advocate is the fact that we are called to act not just to sit and say, okay, Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to do? But we're called to act on what we have been sent to do. We're called to move beyond just a passive reaction, a passive relationship. But we're called to engage, to wrestle, and be led, be guided, and choose that way, the truth and the life that has been set before us, that we're led to follow. We're led to be. We hear in our gospel reading that he doesn't want to leave us orphan. So what is the next thing he shows us? He begins to break apart and show us how he's not going to leave us as orphans. He does that by instituting for us the Eucharist in which he leaves for each and every one of us his body, blood, soul, and divinity so that he can remain with us and we can be with him. So that we can become the walking tabernacles of his dwelling among us so that we can bring that tabernacle to the world. So that we, as we consume the Eucharist, are changed, converted, and made new again and allow God's love and his dwelling within our hearts so that we can bring that love, that dwelling of God to the world that needs God the most. He dwells and remains with us because he loves us. Finally, he tells us, if you love me, you will follow my commandment. When I stand here and tell you I love you without any action, without any proof, what I've just spoken to you are just words that roll out of my mouth and have no meaning, have no significance, have no power. But if it's accompanied by gestures, if it's accompanied by work, if it's accompanied by doing, then the word love means more than just a four-letter word. But it's a self-sacrificial gift of oneself to the other without counting costs, without expecting anything back. So where does that come from the Ten Commandments? 
the Ten Commandments is not thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that. But how much do we love God enough to do these things and allow these things to roll from our lives and not hinder us from God? As a child, especially today as we celebrate Mother's Day, as a child it's very easy to tell mom, I don't want to do anything. When mom asks you to clean up your room, to, do, to put up the laundry, to go do the dishes. It's so easy as a child to say, no, mom. But do we love someone enough to do those things? It's not because mom has asked me to do the dishes. It is not because mom is asking me to pick up my clothes. But the pure fact, do, does, do I love my mom enough to do these things for her? Do I care enough for her well-being that I'm going to take this off her plate and do it in return? Am I going to make a sacrifice of myself enough to show my mom that I love her and do these things? So the Ten Commandments for us is not just God punishing and pointing his fingers at all of us and saying, you should not do this. You are a bad child. These are the things you have to do. But our simple fact that there are, they're the ruler, the measuring stick of how well we have loved God. But it's also the guideposts for us to recognize how much God loves us. When we look at thou shall not steal, we recognize when we steal, we take things that do not belong to us. But even deeper, the fact is, I don't trust God enough to provide me everything that I need in my life. And for that reason, I am going to take things that have been blessed and have been given by God to the other and make it myself. I don't have trust enough in God that he has given me what I need, what I should have, and to use those things to bless me with. So my dear brothers and sisters, God wants to dwell in our midst. He wants to remain with us, to walk with us in the thick, the thin of everything. And as Jesus is returning home to the Father to prepare a dwelling place for each of us, he doesn't want to leave us orphan. He doesn't want to leave us to our own devices. He doesn't want us to be living our lives without him. And for that reason, he has given us the advocate the Counselor, the Holy Spirit. We have received the Holy Spirit through our sacrament of confirmation. And for that reason, He dwells among us and remains with us. So how do we allow that dwelling, that remaining with us, keep us flourishing for us to live out the life we're called to be? And how are we growing in the life of the Holy Spirit? So let us take this time this week to look at how the Holy Spirit is dwelling within our lives. How well have we allowed God to dwell and remain with us? How have we seen God's love in our life? And how well are we responding to that love? Amen.